Suddenly, the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis, a talk show and current affairs program focusing on St. Kitts and Nevis, the Caribbean, and international news. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, join host Andre Huey as he delves into topical issues of the day. We'll open the lines so you can call in and be part of the discussion. And he'll feature guests each week to help shed light on the various topics of discussion. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. with rebroadcasts on Wednesdays and Fridays, also at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Also listen on our Android mobile app and tune in radio. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Welcome to Let's Talks in Kitsanevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. I'm your host, Andre Huey. On today's edition of Let's Talks in Kitsanevis, we will be looking at the controversial incident involving Tourism Minister Lindsey Grant and police officers at a night spot in Bird Rock. It has been widely reported in St. Kitts and Nevis, and it's an issue that is being investigated by the police. What will happen on this situation? We'll be getting the views of various persons on this. We'll be giving you a rundown of what has happened, and we'll be hearing the views of leader of the St. Kitts and Nevis Labour Party, Dr. Terence Drew, and former government minister, now social activist, Mr. Dwyer Astafan. Also later on in the show, we'll be giving you an update on what's been happening in the tourism sector amidst the COVID-19 situation. How many cancellations have we had to endure and how has the tourism sector been impacted by the latest rise of cases of COVID-19 around the world, including in St. Kitts Nevis. We'll give you highlights of the latest tourism press conference held recently on those issues. All that on today's edition of Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. But first, we'll take a break and be right back. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, VOC Radio. Stay locked on. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune into Voice of the Caribbean Radio for great Caribbean programs, news, entertainment, sports, and current affairs. Wake up each morning and be inspired with One Day at a Time with Kim Huey. Stay abreast with news across the Caribbean and internationally with the Caribbean News Hour and be entertained with shows like Reggaeville, Caribbean Classics, and Jive Music Show. Visit our website, download our Android mobile app, or listen us on TuneIn Radio. There is so much more on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check website or app for program schedule. Want to buy some fresh fruits, vegetables, or ground provision, but don't have the time to go to the market or even to find parking? Look no further. Green Green Market Market and Delivery delivery is your solution. solution. Green Market and Delivery is an e-commerce store that sells and delivers local produce to customers in St. Kitsinevis. Anything you purchase, you can get fresh from the market and deliver directly to your door. Log on to www.greenmarketskn.com. Click on the e-store link, choose your items, and shop away. We have a wide array of products from fruits, vegetables, local products, spices and seasonings, and much more. Save time and energy. Shop on greenmarketskn.com, your Your one-stop shop for fresh fresh local local produce. Stay abreast with news on St. Martin with FMN News. Visit www.smn-news.com for up-to-date news, scoops, opinions, and hard-hitting facts. SMN News, we tell it like it is. Visit our website, www.smn-news.com. Auto Plus Car Wash, located on the Collins Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Bring your car to Auto Plus Car Wash to remove water stains, wiper marks, Get your doors, roof panel cleaned, seat floor mats, buffing, headlights, and engine wash. You get quality service at the best price at Auto Plus Car Wash. They really care for your car. Call 765-5140 or visit them on the College Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Auto Plus Car Wash, where the service is number one. The Voice of the Caribbean Radio.
Welcome back to Let's Talk and Kids Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. As promised, we are going to be looking at the issue involving Tourism Minister Lindsey Grant. There have been calls for him to resign because of um, the manner in which he behaved um, with some police officers. Uh, they came apparently to close down a night spot in which he was at, a night spot presumably owned by his son um, due to f um, breaches in the COVID-19 regulations. Uh, videos have been circulated, uh, have gone viral, in, uh, which shows the minister in verbal altercation with the police officers. To give you an, an update, on, uh, or uh, rather the big picture of what actually happened, we have this report from SKN Newsline. Tourism Minister Lindsey Grant is under fire after a video was being circulated on the weekend with him and a group of police officers involved in what appeared to be a verbal altercation. Yes. People pass here in and out bus without bus. writing in bus. the book. If you want to shut and it down, shut it down. You. If you want to shut it down, wait, shut sir. Hello. Wait, Hello. Let me tell you something, right? Wait, sir. Hello, nurse. Wait, sir. Hello. Mr. Grant, Let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something, right? Mr. Grant, let me tell you something. 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 Let me tell Failure to comply with the COVID-19 protocols. Mr. Grant issued a statement late Tuesday afternoon where he suggested the video being circulated does not reflect the full context of what transpired. He said, quote, while the videos do not display the extent of the incident that night, I do understand the position that I hold. I regret how the circumstances have been portrayed and I wish to assure the public and the police in particular that I fully support their efforts at the preservation of law and order. I encourage the police to gather all the evidence and to investigate the full context of the matter." End quote. Meanwhile, in another related development, government minister and member of parliament for St. Christopher No. 3, Janelle Powell, in a social media post, has denied reports of him being in the video shot with Mr. Grant. The voice of the person in the video speaking to the police officers for some people sounded familiar to Mr. Powell, which prompted him to clarify that that was not his voice. You see how the government employees act in sync, it's like they ain't gonna f sense. And if you see a bad word, you will be arrested for indecent language. These are how the government employees act. One, what's the officer number? One, do not come in front of my face with Don't no camera. Do not, do touch not me. come in front of my face me. with no camera. You are in my personal space. Okay, I'm six Thank feet away. Thank you very much. One, two, so, three. In a Facebook post, Mr. Powell said, quote, I have been made aware of a video currently being circulated on social media. I would like to categorically state that the voice heard in the video is not mine, nor was I at any time in an altercation with the police. I've had no altercation with any police officer and was not even in the presence of the officers when the recorded incident occurred, end quote. The incident has prompted the opposition, St. Kitts Nevis Labour Party, to call for a thorough investigation and the resignation of Mr. Grant if the investigations suggest that he was in the wrong. Leader of the Labour Party, Dr. Terence Drew, told SK Newsline that he is also calling on the Prime Minister and Deputy Prime Minister to have the matter investigated and the appropriate action taken against Mr. Grant. Mr. Grant seemed to have been using threatening language. He used the word rat up. Wrapped up in sink, it's a nevis. We know that that means that somebody is going to be aggressive towards you, both physically and verbally. And this has to be interpreted as a threat um, towards the police officers. Had a normal citizen uh, done this, that citizen would have been brought in, I'm very sure, because this is a threat to the officers of the law. Again, not in keeping with the standard that the MP should upkeep. And that is why, in other places, an MP who does this to the officers of the law would have to resign. If found in the wrong, Dr. Drew believes Mr. Grant should resign, not only as a minister of government, but as a member of parliament. And that is why I'm calling for a thorough investigation. I'm calling on the prime minister of this country. I'm calling on the Honorable Sean Richards, who is the leader of PAM, the party of which Mr. Lindsey Grant is a part. And the findings must be laid before the people very quickly and the decisions made. But an MP would, be, would find it very difficult to continue as an MP and a member of the federal cabinet after having committed these serious violations as suggested by the tapes that have been revealed. SK Newsline will continue to follow this developing story. 
I'm Andre Huey for SKN Newsline. So now to get some feedback on that issue, we'll hear from Mr. Dwyer Astafan, former government minister and social activist. He gave a commentary on Freedom FM recently in the aftermath of the incident on giving his views on what he or what has transpired and what he thinks should happen. He is among several persons calling for the resignation of the minister. Greetings. A young man engaged me in a conversation yesterday at a local supermarket. He said to me, I'm a young man, but I listen to your commentaries and I learn a lot from what you say. He encouraged me to continue. I was very touched and inspired, filled with hope that a young man would approach me and tell me that. And he's not the first. Young people are paying attention. Perhaps not enough, perhaps not enough older ones, but young people are paying attention and that gives me encouragement and inspiration. Now you all remember me saying last week that there is a view that 1% of the population controlled the entire population. That that 1% use 4% of the population as their puppets. That 90% of the population are asleep as to what's really happening around them. And that 5% of the population are trying to wake up the 90% who are sleeping. So as I said last week, the 1% use the 4% to stop the 5% from waking up the 90%. Because if the 90% wake up, then it's game over for the 1%. And the 1% want to remain on top. If we apply these percentages to the population of St. Kitts, which has about 30,000 people aged 18 and over, it means that 300 persons, 1% of our adult population, control the island. I believe that number is lower. And by the same measurement, 1,200 people are their puppets. I believe that that number may be a little higher. And 27,000 people are sleeping. That's a lot. Leaving 1,500 who are trying to wake up the 27,000 sleepers. Can you imagine if there are 27,000 adults in this island who are sleeping, who the controllers want to stay sleeping? 27,000? The controllers do not want them to become socially or politically conscious. They want to retain full control and mastery of the country. A formula like that is a formula for oppression and for social and economic injustice. Indeed, it is a formula for human injustice and it cannot be acceptable to anybody who has the slightest sense of self-respect, dignity or compassion. This is not a formula for success or sustainability or prosperity or happiness. It is not. Maybe for the 1%, but not for the majority. And it has to go. And those who advocate it have to step aside or step on board. That said, since last week's commentary, a number of you have told me that you are in the 5% who want to wake up the 90%, which means that you are ready to take a stand. Well, now would be a good time to start proving that. And in that regard, I invite you to start out by getting yourselves a t-shirt printed. Go to your favorite t-shirt printer. Let him or her print you a t-shirt marked, I am in the 5%. Choose any color you want. Put a national flag on the front and or on the back. I am working with a young man, Chris, on Church Street. His phone number is 667-8811 and he's charging $35, which is a special price. But you can, of course, choose whoever you wish. In fact, I would encourage you to share it around and let all of our T-shirt printers get some change in their pockets as we pursue this just and righteous cause. And if you want to talk about it with me, please feel free to call me at 662-4921. Here are some of the many reasons you need to show your colors and show that you are in the 5% who are committed to waking up the sleeping 90% and getting rid of this inefficient, corrupt, self-serving status quo. And I raise the reasons in no particular order of importance, just randomly. Seven years ago, this group that are in office now assured the nation that they would deliver good governance, transparency, and accountability, and all of that good stuff. But look at the budget estimates for 2022. There is nothing more than a brief reference to the Integrity Commission. <clears throat> Not even a line item. No specific allocated amount mentioned. No breakdown, nothing. Well, how important is the Integrity Commission to this group? 
who said seven years ago it was top priority, but over the seven years, their actions have spoken far more loudly than their words. They didn't mean it, they were deceiving us. And what about the Freedom of Information Act, which allows us to exercise our constitutional right to access government documents, giving us more information and a better understanding of what's going on in the government. It's our government. No freedom of information mentioned in the budget at all. As far as I can see, I could be wrong. Meanwhile, as the people on the whole are being left out, I would not be surprised if some persons in the public sector and their lovers, their cronies and close friends have multiplied their personal wealth 10 times over in the past seven years, but no accounting for it. And remember, some of these folks seven years ago could not find two $100 bills to rub together. So at whose expense do you think this runaway greed and corruption are happening? At whose expense? When there is no accountability, corruption flourishes. And it was the late Richard Keynes himself who said on radio that corruption runs between 30 and 50% of the government's expenses. That's hundreds of millions of dollars. Your money that is being misspent. Wouldn't you be better off and wouldn't you be happier if instead of your hundreds of millions of dollars being pocketed corruptly, that that money was used for your purposes, put into your pockets by you and spent as you choose to spend it. If you are truly a member of the 5% club, you would be very angry about all of this and you'd act to put an end to it. In fact, it would be foolish not to act accordingly. Why allow others to hurt you? and hurt your brothers and sisters and your country. Meanwhile, there are other things that we can and must protest against, such as the poor state of our hospital and healthcare system, government contracts that have been engaged in without full transparency and due process, our food, water and energy safety and security, the politicization of the public service, the Bastia High School project on the aquifer, the solar power plant, which is being stolen from the people of this country and put in the hands of some people from Switzerland and God knows who else. An act of banditry and betrayal of historic proportions. And the perpetrators of this heinous act must face justice for it. There are many other things we can protest about. There's grave concern about the 160 house citizenship by investment project. The country needs to see details of that. The prison project and other projects. We must also demand a full report from the Ministry of Health on all relevant and publishable data and in the meanwhile show how we feel about the startling number of young men who have tested positive for HIV in our federation over the last six years or so. What is causing this? And it's not only the number of cases that is disturbing, it's also the possibility that a number of actual cases are out there in the community but they have not been tested. Another thing we can protest about is the continuing occupation of a ministerial post by Mr. Lindsey Grant. Nothing personal at all. The other night he threw a temper tantrum and it seems that he's prone to that and he threw it at a police officer outside of his son's bar at Bird Rock and his language and attitude towards the officer were not acceptable for anybody, for any adult, worse so for a member of parliament and a minister of government. MPs and cabinet ministers swear oaths to uphold the constitution. A higher standard is expected and demanded of them in terms of their own conduct and decorum, in terms of their respect for the law and for the rule of law and for the officers of the law. Mr. Grant's behavior was the polar opposite of all of that. And in my opinion, it rendered him unfit to hold the office of a minister of government. Again, nothing personal. Now, some people are saying that the police officer had approached the situation wrongly. But let me ask this. What could the police officer have done that was so wrong that would justify Mr. Grant's behavior? Has Mr. Grant reported the police officer to his superiors? It would be interesting to find out. We know Mr. Grant will not resign. And as much as his situation will cause Timothy Harris a little chuckle or two, because of the irreparable rift between the two and within 
the construct. And as much as Harris wants Grant's downfall, and Grant wants Harris's downfall as well, Harris will not fire him. A related question, of course, is whether the police will prosecute Mr. Grant. And even if he is prosecuted and convicted, will he be then fired? That might make it more difficult on Dr. Harris not to fire him, which in itself could cause further fragmenting and friction within the construct, which is already a house built on sand. But I doubt that the police will prosecute because it is my sense that politics will triumph over policing. Personality will triumph over the rule of law. Personality and power. Let's wait to see what happens. Another item to which I refer is this. There are a number of huts being constructed around the place for Skellig to house electrical equipment. Is there a reason they are so big? Maybe someone who knows about this can enlighten me. I would also like to know why a security hut to be built on Port Zante has been costed at nearly a quarter million dollars, a security hut. If this information is accurate, then the Urban Development Corporation, UDC, on Port Zante, a company that is wholly owned by the government, which means that it belongs to us, will have to explain to us why the hut would cost so much. But it's not only the cost that is worrying, it is also the mobilization fee that has been allegedly paid well over $100,000. Mobilization fees are normally between 5 and 15%, not 50% and more. Also of interest in that matter is the identity of the contractor. Who is he? And who signed the check to pay him the mobilization fee? Who in the UDC? We want to know. If you all believe in transparency, let the country know what's happening in the UDC. It belongs to us. This is the same UDC which had allocated $100,000. Yes, you heard me right. For its minister's VIP box at the CPL Cricket. $100,000 for a VIP box. I can spend hours upon hours listing situations which require us as the 5% to demand explanations and more information. If the government does not want us to get information that will take so many of our people out of the dark and bring light and enlightenment to them, if they want to continue disrespecting our constitutional and human rights, then we shall have to protest, demand, and in every legitimate way, agitate more and more, mount the pressure. We cannot allow this to continue. And as I said last week, 2022 is the year. Something, somebody has to give. Please get your t-shirt and have printed on it, I am in the 5% and wear your t-shirt proudly in the public. Show that you have backbone, that you're a patriot, that you care about your children and generations to come, about your fellow brother and sister, and that you will not put up with this nonsense any longer. Until next time, God bless, and take care of yourselves. That's Mr. Dwyer Astafan, former government minister, now social activist, speaking on the issue involving tourism minister Lindsey Grant. We also heard the views of the leader of the St. Kitts Nevis Labour Party, Dr. Terence Drew. He was interviewed for SK Newsline on this issue, and this is what he had to say. With respect to what we have seen and heard about the altercation between um, MP Lindsey Grant and the police officers, I think that the country is outraged, and I myself, I am outraged. Uh, when you look at the, the, the video, and you would have heard what was being said, and that is why I'm calling for a full investigation, um, one cannot be anything less than deeply disappointed and hurt to some extent. One, here is a sitting MP who is really defying the protocols, the COVID-19 protocols. He would have been part of the formulation of the rules as he's a sitting MP and a member of the cabinet of St. Kitts and Nevis. So how can you make rules and want to break the rules? Why do you want special privilege under the rules? This means that there is no rule of law. And where there is no rule of law, there is no country. There is no democracy. And that is why you see in other jurisdictions, people are asking to resign when they break these rules. For example, you said this in Jamaica, in Bermuda, and in the UK. And I'm aware that the UK Prime Minister is presently under investigation for the breaking of the protocol with respect to COVID-19. 
The second thing is that you would have heard is that Mr. Grant seemed to have been using threatening language. He used the word rat up. Rat up in sync, it's a nevis. We know that that means that somebody is going to be aggressive towards you, both physically and verbally. And this has to be interpreted as a threat um, towards the police officers. Had a normal citizen uh, done this, that citizen would have been brought in, I'm very sure, because this is a threat to the officers of the law. Again, not in keeping with the standard that the MP should upkeep. And that is why in other places, an MP who does this to the officers of the law would have to resign. And then the third thing is that the female officer said that she was touched by Mr. Grant. And that is why I want a thorough investigation because this would be an assault on the police officers. And if the police officers are assaulted or any police officer who is assaulted, that is for me a crime that one would have to go to the court and be charged. And this is a felony offense. And that is why I'm simply saying that an MP should not get away with this. This is not any personal attack on Grant. This is a matter of principle. The rule of law is fundamental for any country. If MPs are not following the rule of law and respecting the rule of law, how can we say to our citizens to respect the law and respect the officers who are backed by the law and the constitution to uphold the laws? And that is why I'm calling for a thorough investigation. I'm calling on the prime minister of this country. I'm calling on the honorable Sean Richards, who is the leader of PAM, the party of which Mr. Lindsey Grant is a part. And the findings must be laid before the people very quickly and the decisions made. But an MP would, be, would find it very difficult to continue as an MP and a member of the federal cabinet after having committed these serious violations as suggested by the tapes that have been revealed. And therefore, I will continue to call on, it, on, 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 on the authorities to make sure that it is done. And I will further extend to, to the minister, I mean to... Police Chief um, um, Brandy, that a thorough investigation needs to also take place because a crime very well might have been committed. And so I would like to, to say those things. The, in the event that he is found guilty of the things that he's been accused of, or based on the, whatever the investigations um, come up with, um, should he resign as just a member of the cabinet, or are you suggesting he resign also as a member of parliament? Right, because one has to ask the question, can a person really represent the people of any constituency when he would have been found guilty of attacking the rule of law? I mean, it undermines the very authority to stand as an MP. And therefore, I'm saying that Mr. Grant should really, really resign from all places, the cabinet, and as an MP as well, so that the people can have a representative who will truly represent the people and be in favor of you know, the rule of law and making sure that we do all we can do to preserve our democracy. So yes, that as well. Are you confident that something will come out of this? I would be honest with you, I'm not confident at all because we would have seen um, Mr. Lindsey Grant be, um, of course, found guilty for misappropriation of funds, um, of client funds in the High Court in a civil case. And we know that the DPP has not taken up the matter to simply take it to the criminal court so that whatever is to be leveled against him be leveled in the interest of fairness and the law. We also know about the herpes scandal. An investigation would have been done. Or they said they would have done one. We have not seen anything. The, we also heard about the stem cell scandal where they promised an investigation. Nothing has been done. So we see from time and time again when these major things happen that we are promised um, that investigations will take place. And up to now, we cannot get the results of those investigations. So I'm saying if we leave it up to the government, nothing will be done. But I'm calling on the good and fair-minded people of St. Kitts and Nevis to ensure that this one does not go under the rug. The MP must answer these allegations and these charges and what we saw on the videotape and here from the clippings are very, very disturbing. They cannot go without some sort of consequence. And I'm calling today again for the resignation of MP Grant. All right, finally, um, what will the Labour Party do in terms of its advocacy if this matter is dragged on and nothing becomes of it? Well, let me say that the Labour Party, in, its, in, in the first instance, is, is sending its support 
to the police officers. We think that the police officers acted correctly in that they carried out the enforcement of the law without fear or favor. Under our constitution, every man is the same under the law. Every man is equal under the law, whether he be the prime minister or just a person on the street. And so I want to really congratulate them for carrying out the duty of their work and to let them know that we support the rule of law and that we support in, in general the police force and what it has to do to maintain peace and order in St. Kitts and Nevis. We do not take their efforts for granted. The St. Kitts Nevis Labour Party, I have put out a statement, I have put out a press release. I am speaking to the press to bring attention to, to the matter. I am going to subsequently make sure that we write to who we have to write to in the government if nothing is being done. We will do all that we have to do because police officers cannot be threatened by MPs, assaulted based on what we saw from the tape without a thorough investigation that should be quick, or uh, in other words, swift. It should be prudent and even the MP should have his fairness under the law. But we are saying that we'll do what we have to do to keep this matter alive and to make sure that consequences are brought where they should be brought based on the law. Finally, I know it's a final last time. If nothing comes of this, as you are not so confident that it is going to come based on past track record, yes. what does that say of the society and what does that say of the government? Right. So if nothing comes of this, this speaks very appallingly of the society and of our government. And I really want our people to look closely. But what I've seen with respect to our people is that our people have been outraged. However, it is the government who must now act and make sure it carries out um, justice in this case for the police officers. But if the government does nothing at all, this continues to speak very low of the government, which has not been upholding the law in, an unf in, a, in a fair way. Sorry, but they are very partial when, the, when it comes to the application of the law. For example, we saw that during a protest that took place um, last year, a past officer, um, Busso, uh, we know him as the model cop, he was actually arrested, he and another young lady, for protesting peacefully. So here we have now a police officer from a tape being assaulted, being threatened, and nothing because it's an NP. Then what type of country do we live in? So if the government does nothing, it's just in keeping with what people expect the government to do. It does nothing when it comes to those who are, who have, who are very close to the government. But we are saying that this time, we are not going to accept that. The police officers are human beings. They are daughters, sons. They might even have children, citizens of this country. They took an oath to carry out the enforcement of the law. And an MP who went to parliament, sworn into parliament to upkeep the law, is now threatening them and assaulting them when they are carrying out what they are supposed to carry out according to the law and the constitution. That cannot be the standard by which St. Gitts and Nevis is really um, living today. We will call for justice. That's the leader of the St. Gitts Nevis Labour Party, Dr. Terence Drew. In fact, the very next day, he staged a one-man protest in front of the government headquarters calling for the resignation of Mr. Lindsey Grant. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, Mr. Grant again <laughs> back on the program, but this time in his capacity as tourism minister, speaking at a press conference on the, uh, giving an update on the status of the tourism sector. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, VOC Radio. Stay locked on. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune into Voice of the Caribbean Radio for great Caribbean programs, news, entertainment, sports, and current affairs. Wake up each morning and be inspired with One Day at a Time with Kim Huey. Stay abreast with news across the Caribbean and internationally with the Caribbean News Hour and be entertained with shows like Reggaeville, Caribbean Classics, and Jive Music Show. Visit our website, download our Android mobile app, or listen us on TuneIn Radio. There is so much more on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check website or app for program schedule. Want to buy some fresh fruits, vegetables, or ground provision, but don't have the time to go to the market or even to find parking? Look no further. Green, Green market, market and, and delivery, delivery is your solution. solution. 
Green Market and Delivery is an e-commerce store that sells and delivers local produce to customers. It's in Kisinevis. Anything you purchase, you can get fresh from the market and deliver directly to your door. Log on to www.greenmarketskn.com. Click on the e-store link, choose your items, and shop away. We have a wide array of products from fruits, vegetables, local products, spices and seasonings, and much more. Save time and energy. Shop on greenmarketskn.com, your one-stop shop for fresh local produce. Stay abreast with news on St. Martin with FMN News. Visit www.smn-news.com for up-to-date news, scoops, opinions, and hard-hitting facts. FMN News, we tell it like it is. Visit our website, www.smn-news.com. Auto Plus Car Wash, located on the Collins Street Gut, Bastiers in Kids. Bring your car to Auto Plus Car Wash to remove water stains, wiper marks, get your doors, roof panel cleaned, seat floor mats, buffing, headlights, and engine wash. You get quality service at the best price at Auto Plus Car Wash. They really care for your car. Call 765-5140 or visit them on the College Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Auto Plus Car Wash, where the service is number one. The Voice of the Caribbean Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. Well, as we told you before the break, we're going to be looking at uh, giving you excerpts from a press conference held by the Tourism Ministry on the latest updates on the tourism sector and how the rise of COVID-19 cases has impacted the tourism sector. Thank you, the stakeholders and members of the media for joining us this morning. And let me first take this opportunity to wish you a safe, healthy, and prosperous new year. In 2020, the global community was tossed into great uncertainty with the economies dismantled as a result of the COVID-19 virus. Here in St. Kitts, we were no exception. With the introduction of vaccines, health and safety protocols, and our travel-approved program, we were able to reopen our destination on October 31st, 2020, after its closure in March of 2020. Since the reopening of the destination, the Ministry of Tourism and the St. Kitts Tourism Authority, we have worked tirelessly with both local and international partners to rebuild our tourism sector. Over the past few months, we have made great strides in our rebuilding efforts with the return of our major air carriers and cruise line partners. Although our phased approach to rebuilding the sector attracted some skepticism, it did prove to be successful in building confidence from our trade partners and our potential visitors. The implementation of the health and safety protocols and the nation's successful vaccination rollout, which has resulted in the vaccination of some 81.5% of our adult target population, have been critical to our efforts. Removing the quarantine for fully vaccinated passengers arriving by air and reintroducing free flow for fully vaccinated cruise passengers on Saturday, December the 11th, place the destination in a more competitive space and encourage travelers to our beautiful shores. During the month of December, the destination recorded 6,966 air arrivals, a far cry from the 1,043 passengers welcomed in December of 2020. Our major air carriers have resumed operations from our major source markets with our current airlift schedule as follows. American Airlines daily flights out of Miami. American Airlines weekly flight from JFK on Saturdays. Air Canada from Toronto on Sundays. Delta weekly flight from Atlanta on Saturdays. United Airlines weekly flight from Newark on Saturdays. British Airways from Gatwick on Thursdays and Sundays, and Seabourn from San Juan on Fridays and Sundays. Our data for the month of December has revealed this. One, 
December was a very strong month for the North American carriers. Two, the North American carriers brought 5,389 passengers out of the 6,966 passengers, or 77.3% of total arrivals. American Airlines out of Miami operated 35 flights and maintained a load factor of some 80%. The American Airlines out of JFK flight, which was scheduled to begin its seasonal operations on December the 18th, Saturday, only operated one flight. And due to a no operation on December 25th, because of the lack of employees and weather, that flight came in only once and came in with 88% load factor. United Airlines out of Newark operated two flights and came in at 76% load factor. Our overall and over, overall system-wide load factor is at 55%. So there is work to be done in that area. Our major carriers serving the Caribbean with scheduled service include Liat from Antigua, St. Martin and Barbados, and Winia from St. Martin. After prolonged periods of revenue loss due to forced closures or reduced business caused by the pandemic, many of our hotels were able to reopen their doors and welcome travelers who were no longer required to vaccinate well, vacation in place. We officially commence our cruise season on November the 1st, 2021. To date, we have welcomed seven inaugural calls. At the end of November, we had welcomed 32 cruise calls and 41,661 passengers, and 66 calls for the month of November, December, sorry, bringing 57,678 passengers. Hence, for the period November the 1st, to December 31st, we welcome 99,339 passengers from a total of 98 cruise calls. We can all recall that for the same period we had no cruise visitors in 2020. As we look towards the future in January 2022, we are poised to welcome some 72 cruise calls with four inaugural calls. For the month of February, we have 62 scheduled calls. Since we last spoke, our fully vaccinated hair braiders, alarub, primate petting, and craft vendors have returned to work and were able to experience a Christmas that allowed them to provide for their families after months of little or no income. They are now added to the list of travel-approved taxi and tour bus operators the Port Zante retail operators, our tour operators, our beach bar operators, restaurant owners, and attraction sites, which have been benefiting from the reopening of the cruise sector. It is important to note that the phased reopening of the cruise sector was met with its own set of challenges, as both our destination and cruise lines tried our best to navigate the uncharted waters of the COVID-19 while mitigating the risk of spreading the virus that had already crippled economies and businesses worldwide. Together, we have been able to overcome some of these obstacles and it will require a continued all of society approach as we move forward and continue our efforts to rebuild. As we start the new year, we face a renewed uncertainty created by the emergence of the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus. Over the past few weeks, we have been bombarded by the news of outbreaks and imposed restrictions and actions taken by governments and industry partners in our source markets as they continue their efforts to mitigate the spread of the virus, which could potentially stifle the rebuilding efforts of the global travel industry. On December the 16th, 2021, Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, strongly advised Canadians against international travel. This, in addition to the overwhelming cancellations experienced by Air Canada vacations, has led to the suspension 
of our weekly Air Canada flight for the peak season, effective January 30th, 2022. St. Kitts is among the list of 14 sun destinations, including Antigua, Aruba, Grenada, and St. Martin, whose services have been suspended. The entire list of destinations with suspended service has been published on the Air Canada website. Over the holidays, many major airlines in the United States, including American Airlines, United and Delta, were forced to cancel more than 21,000 flights for 11 straight days since Christmas Eve as a result of staffing shortages and bad weather. The demand for, for air travel is evident, but the airlines are experiencing significant challenges in their efforts to meet this demand. To further exacerbate the situation, our main source market, the United States, continues to realize record-breaking COVID-19 cases, with over 1 million cases reported on Tuesday the 4th of January 2022 for that day alone. On an encouraging note, however, on Wednesday the 5th of January 2022, the United Kingdom advised that fully vaccinated travellers returning to the UK are no longer required to submit a negative test prior to their return. In addition, fully vaccinated travellers who are returning from international travel, such as St Kitts to the UK, are no longer required to do a COVID test prior to travel. This change is a most welcome change by the outbound UK travellers as it reduces consumers' costs as well as their fear of being trapped overseas if they do test positive prior to their departure. We anticipate that this announcement will have a positive impact on the British Airways January sale which is currently in the market and in which Synkits is invested. In the area of cruise, our cruise lines partners have experienced increased positive cases on board their vessels, which have resulted in cancellations or delayed and modified sailings. On Thursday, the 30th of December, 2021, the CDC issued a warning advising travelers not to take cruises and raising the travel health status and notice from a level three to a level four the highest notice level, signaling a high level of COVID for cruise activity. The increase in cases on board has resulted in destinations, including St. Kitts, denying health clearance to vessels with significant outbreak on board, where the level of cases posed a significant risk to efforts to contain the spread of the virus within our local community. We aim to strike the delicate balance between lives and livelihoods. But the health and well-being of our citizens and our residents remain our top priority. Cruise lines currently require all guests over the age of 12 or 16 in the case of the UK to be fully vaccinated. In response to the increase in cases, cruise lines are now making changes to their onshore protocols with some reverting to, the, to only permitting guests to engage in cruise ship book tours and limiting independent exploration to minimize the incidence of cases on board. Other partners such as the Royal Caribbean have indicated that families with unvaccinated children will only be permitted to engage in cruise ship booked tours. In addition, Royal Caribbean has identified vessels as quarantine vessels or isolation vessels where COVID positive crew cases can be safely transferred from sailings to minimize the spread on voyages with passengers. Our present reality is not what we anticipated. I'm not a health expert, but the reports on the Omicron variant have indicated that the wave can be less severe. The tourism industry has proven its resilience time and time again. And as discouraging as it may seem, we are certainly not in a position we were in a year ago. This path has some familiarity and is not as dominated by the unknown. 
We now have protocols and programs to assist us with overcoming our present challenges. It is for this reason that the Traveler Proof Program will continue. Health and safety are key value-added items for travel, and these must be present in our product and our service offerings. I would like to remind our stakeholders and the public that one, all service providers must follow the established health and safety protocols, which include the wearing of surgical masks, washing or sanitizing of hands, and physical distancing of six feet. Two, only fully vaccinated individuals who have completed the travel approved training are permitted to operate in prescribed areas. Three, taxi and tour bus operators are not permitted to solicit on Port Zante. Instead, you are, encouraging to, you are encouraged to use the dispatching process executed by the St. Kitts Tourism Authority in collaboration with the taxi associations and cooperative. This will allow for proper record keeping and ease of contact tracing as we continue our phase approach to rebuilding the cruise sector during this pandemic. Four, establishments who are travel approved are required to abide by the conditions of the seal and non-compliance may result in the revocation of the seal. The Ministry of Tourism has received requests for exemptions from the fully vaccinated requirement based on existing medical conditions. We are currently discussing these requests with the Ministry of Health. However, it must be noted that based on our current situation, every precaution will be taken to secure the lives of those working on the front lines within the industry. Moving forward, as we look towards the future, we will continue to apply strategies to rebuild the industry to mitigate risk while generating economic revenue. These include working with our local partners, such as the Ministry of Health and the COVID-19 Task Force, and our international partners to balance lives and livelihoods. Continued marketing in all our source markets to generate demand and improving in our infrastructure. In a previous press briefing, I advised that the St. Christopher A and Seaports Authority would soon embark on some essential dredge work at its seaports, namely the Bird Rock Deep Water Cargo Port and the Port Sante Cruise Port. The dredge work is a combination of maintenance and corrective dredging, which would result in all ports being at a depth throughout of 37 feet or 11.5 meters. The dredging, which would be completed by Blue Ocean Marine, formerly known as DEVCON, would commence in the week of January 17th, 2022. Ahead of the dredge work, SCASPA commissioned Ocean Site Solutions, a Florida-based company, to perform hydrographic surveys of the cruise and cargo ports. The team arrived in St. Kitts on January the 4th, 2022, and departed on Sunday, January the 9th. Research has indicated that individuals are still willing to travel, but they are looking for safe and authentic destinations. Our eased restrictions, our vaccination rate, our protocols and our programs have positioned us as a safe and competitive destination. The established protocols are not in place to hinder businesses or business, but to support the continued efforts to safely rebuild our industry. This requires commitment by all and flexibility. I want again to caution us. We cannot afford to be lackadaisical or to be so focused on ourselves and our quest to earn that we endanger the lives of our brothers and sisters or jeopardize the livelihood of our entire nation. As a government, we are doing our part to ensure economic viability, but we need the full cooperation of the public for efforts to be sustainable. This journey is a partnership between us all, and all hands are needed to work collectively to succeed. I want to thank you for your support, 
and I look forward to your cooperation as we continue to rebuild together. And I will now take the questions from the media. No questions on the media, that's good. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Morning, Andre Huey, SK Newsline. Um, so, but apart from what you presented, Mr. Grant, Minister Grant, the Tourism Authority would have announced last week that uh, a new CEO has been appointed. Um, if you could just give us some insights into the selection process, what went into the selection process in choosing the successful candidate for the position. Thank you, Mr. Huey, for... Thank you, Mr. Huey, for um, that question. Um, but I don't go into those um, particulars in terms of the extent of them. So I would ask the chairman of the SKTA, who was principally involved in the selection process, um, to come forward and, and indicate the process or the processes um, that went into the selection process. Good morning, everybody. This was a little unexpected, but um, I'm happy to give you a little bit more information on the process. Um, before that, I'd like just to give a little bit of background information, and obviously some congratulations as well, because this has been an exceptionally difficult time for tourism, and I'd like to congratulate the minister, um, by um, inference, the, the cabinet of St. Kitts and Nevis. Obviously, um, the management and staff of the ministry, led by the PS who's here with us today. Our deputy CEO and the management and the board of the Senkis Tourism Authority. It's not often I get a chance to thank them for the tremendous work that they've been doing um, and for rebounding us in a situation that we found to be ahead of our, our comp competition um, and our competitive rivals from a hotel and a cruise perspective. So thank you for those. As you're aware, um, tourism has turned into a very, very technical field these days. This has been predominantly led by St. Kitts in the Caribbean because the way in which we do business and the resources that we have to spend is far different from our competitors and from our rivals. For instance, our budget is sometimes a tenth or a twentieth of what other islands and other destinations get. But at the same time, we find ourselves in an international marketplace where we're competing not just against our Caribbean neighbors, but against some very, very big, high-spending destinations throughout the world. For that, we need our best people in place at the best time at all times. And given the, the quite sudden departure of our last CEO in the middle of the tourism season, what we needed was to find a replacement very, very quickly to allow us to maintain the momentum that we had and that we were developing over the reopening and over the season. This was a, a particularly difficult effort to do. Um, given the nature of St. Kitts Tourism Authority, um, we are now a, a data-driven organization. What we look at is specifics um, to make independent and informed decisions on spend. For example, we build customer profiles of our potential visitors, and then we hone in on those and specifically look at what they read, where they go, what they look on the TV, how they shop, to communicate them to them on a specific basis. And for example, on the cruise side as well, ships just don't come into St. Kitts because of our green hills and sandy beaches, otherwise they'd be coming to every Caribbean island. What we do is work specifically on relationships, relationships with cruise lines, and then most importantly, um, the visitor exit surveys that they do, which they based all the, their decisions on. So, customer service, um, quality of product. You have been listening to Let's Talks and Kiss Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. You've lost, heard excerpts of the 
press, of a press conference held by the Ministry of Tourism held recently in St. Kitts. And that's how we end today's edition of Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. Thank you for listening. I was your host, Andre Huey. Remember, you can listen again to the program tomorrow at 10 a.m., that's Wednesday at 10 a.m., and also on Friday at 10 a.m. right here at Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net or if you're listening on TuneIn Radio. Thank you again for listening to Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Stay tuned. <laughs>